Welcome to the Blue Cord Podcast. This is a place where everyday Christian women like you get inspired to be authentic witnesses in your daily life so that people who don't know Jesus come to know Him and make Him known. Hey, Blue Cord friend, welcome back. Last night, I met some new Blue Cord friends who said, this is us, the Blue Cord, this is our story. And she was talking about Western Christians who pull back from sharing their faith, while women of other parts of the world where there is no religious freedom and great persecution are running in to share Jesus no matter the cost. It's so ironic. We are free to share our faith here in our Western nation, yet Christianity is declining fast. And in places where you could get killed for sharing Jesus, Christianity is growing fast. So I had a wise mentor once taught me that my thoughts lead to actions and actions to results. Now, knowing this, it's important that you and I are aware of how our thoughts are impacting our faith-sharing actions and ultimately our fruit. On this episode, we're going to think about our thinking and how our thoughts about sharing our faith may be unconsciously impacting our Christian witness. So to do that, I've asked my good friend Angie to join me today. Good morning. Hello. Happy to be here. Yes. Now, Angie and I go way back to my corporate days where Angie's built a career in human development and coaching. So she knows a thing or two about how our thought life impacts our actions. So Angie, I'm so glad that you're here with me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. All right. So Angie, let's start with your own thinking by thinking about Jesus's words in Matthew 28, 19, where he told us to go make disciples of all the nations. And this is what's known as the Great Commission. What are your earliest thoughts about that whole concept? I'd always thought, at least when I was younger, that it meant you share your faith with people that you're around all the time, just letting them know you're a Christian. When you spend most of your time with Christians, you don't really have to share your faith because they're already believers. Even though they may have some different beliefs about some things, it's not usually about salvation issues. And in church, I would hear about missionaries going to other countries to share the gospel with those who didn't know Jesus. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And what a great example of a servant really following their calling. But I didn't fully see it as a calling for all of us, at least not in the way that I do now. I join you in that. I felt the exact same way. And it was until well into my midlife that I first heard someone share the gospel outside of church. Mm -hmm. And that was over in the Middle East. And I thought, gosh, she just shared the gospel in the backseat of that taxi. And I'd never heard anyone do that in my whole adult life. And then I began to wonder, could we do that in the United States? Isn't Mm -hmm. that silly? I grew up within the church, always been a Christian for as long as I could remember, but never thought about myself personally being part of the Great Commission in that way, personally sharing my faith. I would consider myself for many years largely apathetic Mm -hmm. to thinking about sharing my faith. And then as it began to be on my consciousness, I began to be apathetic and then fearful. So how about Mm -hmm. you? What was your own journey in that? How did the Lord change you and your journey? Well, it's interesting because like you said, you just saw it in a different way. And Mm -hmm. I would mention Jesus or God in conversations because I wanted them to know I was a Christian but I'd rarely talk to them about their religion or their beliefs or what they thought about Jesus because I didn't know how they would respond. And I wanted them to like me and didn't want anyone to yell at me or just make me uncomfortable. So I was timid and 
non-confrontational and actually had a coworker that was Hindu and she and I would talk a little bit and I would ask her, what do you think about Jesus? And she would share her thoughts about him, but I was just not comfortable or bold enough to go deeper and really start asking her, what do you think about Jesus as a savior? Let's talk about that. Instead, I kept it very superficial and just, oh, okay, that's interesting. And just learned more about her religion instead of truly about her walk and what she thought about Jesus. And I think that's the norm for many of us believers who, as we first step out, we really can't imagine how we would bring it to the next level, especially when we don't have some role models who are in our friend circles or our circles of influence who are modeling that for us. So how would we know? Right. (laughs) It's like, how would we Google search? How do I take the conversation deeper with my Hindu coworker? And you might end up with a million different search things. And really, I think it boils down to two things, because through the years now, I found out there are two ways we can think about our Christian witness. Mm -hmm. And one of those ways is hardwired in us, and that's our human inclination. And so we really don't have to think about that. This is what comes up and bubbles up in the fear. And if I were to put this into a sentence, it would be like this. These are my thoughts. If I do X, fill in the blank, if I do fill in the blank better and or longer, then I'm more likely to see my coworker, Hindu coworker, friend, neighbor come to Christ. If I do X better and or longer, then I'm more likely to see him or her come to Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would call the self-sufficient way. Angie, what have been your thought patterns about sharing your faith, leading with your own human inclination first? Yeah, I definitely think when we are leading with our human inclination, we are going to inevitably get tripped up. We don't want to offend others, especially people maybe that we're really close to. But we also, again, just may be fearful. Um, If they believe differently than me, How do I explain Jesus in the right way? And our world is in such a place right now where people get offended or canceled every time they try to stand up for something that they truly believe in. And neither of those feel good. So I think many times we just decide to stick close to where we're comfortable. And that is just not what Jesus calls us to do. I remember a time when a coworker of mine, who I knew was going to be my boss in the very near future, told me that she didn't believe in God. Mm. And she asked me point blank, so do you think I'm going to go to hell because of that? My mind raced. I'm like, okay, as a Christian, how do I respond? But no one had ever been that direct with a question about salvation. And, And then I was like, oh, gosh, my job might be affected based on if she doesn't like my response. And so I just took a deep breath and I squeaked out really quickly. I think you have to believe in Jesus and he has to be your savior. And if you don't believe you're damned and you have to repent and be baptized. And I just <laughs> rolled out those words and it didn't come out the way I would have wanted it to. And it was choppy. And she instead just said, well, yeah, that's what my sister thinks too. And just went on to the next topic. So it was very weird for me. But I think back so many times to that moment. And I'm like, gosh. What a missed opportunity. Why had I been talking to God about this and preparing and thinking about it and working with him on it? I would have been so much more prepared for that conversation. I love that story because I think that's normal. And in that moment, we have to give ourselves a lot of grace because we can say, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But really, we can step back and go, isn't that interesting how I handled that? And what do I want to do differently next time? Mm -hmm. And where do I even begin? Because all of those things that you shared, I know I certainly felt them as well. And I think that our focus in here, when we do things in our human inclination way, 
when we think we have to have a perfect testimony or we have to get our words right to share the gospel and some kind of perfect words, whatever that might look like, or we have to know all about the other religion uh, or even understand a language before we share, or we already have to know how to handle every objection that might come our way. It's interesting, all of those thoughts lead with our own selves. It's all about me. And in that, it's all about my self-sufficiency in how I share the gospel or not. And Jesus invites us to live a different way. And that's the second way we can think about sharing our faith. Mm -hmm. And that's being rooted in biblical truth. So this is God's way, being God-dependent. So the thought here is, if I'm seeking God and I'm practicing biblical truths in my daily life, then I'm more likely to see people come to Christ. And in this way, the focus on everything is a humble servant approach, seeking God first versus operating in my own self-sufficient human way. So what are your thoughts about that, Angie? Yeah, totally agree. Clearly, if we want to talk to someone about our faith, we need to be talking to our Lord about it first. If we're focused on ourselves, we're going to get stuck in those what ifs. Mm. What if they get mad? What if they don't like me? What if I get fired? What if they ask me a question I can't answer? And we just go down that rabbit hole. But if we're God focused and we're asking him, God, what do you want me to do and to say? And I'm reading what he's asked us to do in his word. That is really going to shift our mindset to where it needs to be, which is on him. There's just so many ways that we can hear from God and get our mindset on the God-focused shift that it needs to be on. Just praying and asking him for divine appointments and praying for discernment and courage and boldness, which I was lacking in that conversation I mentioned earlier. And just setting aside time to listen to him and listen to how he's guiding us, where he's guiding us, and then just reading the Bible and books like The Blue Cord to give us guidance on how to do this. Mm. Let's take a quick break for me to share some big news. If you've been loving this Blue Cord podcast, then I think you're going to love our Blue Cord Women's Conference coming on September 29th and 30th in Dallas, Texas in 2023. Now that's the last weekend in September, so mark your calendar now so that you can make plans to join us and maybe even come with a carload of friends. More details will be coming soon and we're going to be needing volunteers to help with that. So if that's something you'd be interested in, just drop me an email to karen, K-A-R-E-N, at ihopeministries.org. Thanks so much. Now back to the program. Okay, Angie, do you have any stories about how perhaps you begin to put your faith in action in this area? So I have a, a very interesting situation. It happened actually about a year ago, and it just reminded me how powerfully God can work in a situation. When we put him in a box, we forget how powerful he is. So I'd gone to this conference, and I met this lady while we were standing in line registering. She was really sweet, and we just started talking. I was like, oh, so why are you here at the conference? And She didn't really reply, but I was like, okay. So we went to lunch, and as we started talking, I found out very quickly that she was a Christian. I told her I was too, and she said, well, you asked earlier why I was attending the conference. And she goes, well, the answer is you. God sends me on divine appointments, and you're my appointment. And I was like, 
<laughs> that must be a blue cord woman right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I had never had anybody say anything like that to me. And I just felt like I need to be with her every minute that I am not in the training part of the actual conference I was attending. And so that's exactly what we did. We were together every time that we got out of the training. We went to lunch together. We went to dinner together. We'd stay up till midnight talking. And she was just sharing Jesus and she was prophesying to me. And in my church, we don't talk about prophesying a whole lot. So this was relatively new to me. But you could clearly see that God was speaking through her and talking Mm -hmm. through her to tell me something. So just because of the time that I got to spend with her, it really opened my eyes that I need to recognize how strong and powerful God really is. And I need to stop putting him and his spirit in a box. Mm -hmm. And I just need to expect extraordinary things from our true and living God. I mean, he was speaking through her just like he's going to speak through us when we are sharing our faith with other people. This is why community, like this Blue Cord community is so important. Right. Because last night at one of the events we were speaking at, a woman said to me, Karen, I get into my routine within my suburb and I'm doing all the things, buying the groceries, going to work, feeding the kids, doing the diapers, doing the dishes. And I forget we serve a holy living God in the universe who is at work in and among people's lives all over the world in remarkable ways. And I forget to seek him. Mm -hmm. And I forget to pop my head up and realize how incredible he is. And so this is why sharing stories of God at work in our lives, sharing how he's guiding us, sharing his activity, really serves to encourage one another. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the Blue Court is all about. Because there are listeners for the Blue Cord now all around the world, and God is at work all around the world, and we're sharing those good news stories back out, and they really serve to encourage us in our walk Mm -hmm. and press us in more deeply so that we can know God more, so that we will make Him known. And that's really exciting when you think about it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so I pray, my Blue Cord listener, that you're encouraged today through the stories and there's just this conversation. And you consider how you can take that back out to your friend circle. Because if you do not yet have that kind of vibrant community, don't give up hope. It just starts with one. Just start with one, two friends who you can walk through the Blue Cord book together with. And in that process, begin to see, okay, now that they too are learning how to know God more deeply and how to make him known come alongside them to widen that circle and bring more friends in. And before you know it, you have a whole vibrant community of like-minded friends. This morning in my Bible study time, I was reading a passage in Luke 14, and it started in around Luke 27 through 33. And this really jumped out at me when Jesus said to his disciples, so then none of you can be my disciple who does not carefully consider the cost that following for my sake giving up all of his own possessions. And I think we can take this into our workspace and into our neighborhoods and into the grocery stores when we think about sharing your faith is like picking up your cross and following him. We have to consider the cost of what it means to be a Jesus follower, the weight and depth of it. And that involves pressing through discomfort on what people might think of us because we are Jesus followers. Jesus told us 
to follow him for his sake. And we have to give up some things in order to do that. So I think we wrestle with our human inclination where we want to hold on to our self-sufficiency and what people will think about us or let that go and be God-dependent. And that's so freeing mm-hmm. once we make that choice that's so freeing to begin to operate in that way. I think being aware of how we're operating, where our thoughts are coming from, are we leading with our self-sufficient thoughts as though everything depended on us, if we do, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Totally. Or we can let go and begin to seek the Lord and trust him and follow him and know that he's worth it all. And in that moment, we begin to be God-dependent and God-focused in how we share our thoughts. It took years for me to really press in and seek the Lord to get to that place where I'm trusting him completely and fearing him more than I fear man. Yeah, it is challenging because the devil knows my weak areas, but thankfully God does too, and he's infinitely stronger. But when I am self-focused and when we're self-focused, the devil can get a foothold mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about me and my insecurities. And if I'm not listening to God and for God and seeking his will, then like you said, I'm putting myself in this predicament where I'm focusing on what can I do in this scenario? And What if I don't have the right words and will I be able to come up with the right words in the right situation? But I have to just keep reminding myself that it's not about me. (laughs) It is about God and he's going to work through me. I just have to be the vessel. When we have these self-limiting thoughts about speaking to others about Christ, we limit our opportunities and how we can be fruitful for God because we're fearful. And if we limit or simply don't have those conversations, then we're not going to have those results. So like you said, thoughts lead to actions and actions lead to results. But self-limiting thoughts lead to inaction and inaction leads to zero results. And that's not what Jesus commissioned us to do. He Uh said, Preach the gospel to every creature and <laughs> go to the end of the earth. Doing, right? Yes, yes. The commentary that I was reading this morning in Luke 14, 33, it said, without the absolute surrender of ourself, the contest or the situation is hopeless. Mm-hmm. And wh- what clarity for that? When we're operating in this place of self-sufficiency, we're not surrendering ourselves, then we're not dependent on God. So we're already setting ourselves up for failure. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so we can keep going around and around and never get to this place where we get to the joy zone. Mm -hmm. So any last words, Angie, on this topic? I guess the only thing I would say is just be in prayer. Be in the word. If you aren't making time to really listen to God and be quiet and still before him, that's what I would encourage you to do. Just start with five minutes a day listening for him and just going, okay, God, I need to quiet my mind. I need to listen to you. Maybe you have a notebook in front of you and just write down what he's telling you and who he's telling you to talk to and who's he putting on your heart. You know, you may not get something specific every time, but you are building a muscle that's really going to strengthen your faith and your relationship and testimony with Jesus. I would just say, expect extraordinary things. That's been something that I've been hearing a lot recently. Sometimes I think we put Jesus in a box and his spirit in a box, and we don't really recognize he will do extraordinary things through us, in us, if we'll just let him. And so we just got to get out of his way. 
Amen. That's such a good word. Last night, Renaud and I, we've been doing a series of events at speaking at many local churches over the past five days. And in that tour, several people have wholeheartedly asked, how can I grow my faith to a point where I feel emboldened enough to share my faith? And you just hit the nail on the head. It's pretty simple when we hunker down and get into God's word and we get down into community with really passionate, like-minded believers where we are all in community together focused on that right thing. Mm-hmm. And so that takes hard work. It does. But pretty soon what you realize, it's like that daily word, it is life-sustaining and you begin to see that God is changing you through that. And then you become dependent on God instead of dependent on yourself. And that is incredibly joyful and incredibly freeing. Well, uh, such a good focus today on evaluating our thoughts and whether we're coming and operating from a place of self-sufficiency, that's in our human inclination, it's hardwired in with us, or will we set that aside purposefully and begin to focus and be dependent on God? And Angie's given us a lot to think about today on that topic. So I just want to hold some time for you, my blue cord friend, to just consider and ponder what she shared. So let me ask you just a few questions as we close out this time together. So this is a great time to identify your own thoughts. Have you been operating recently mostly in that self-sufficient zone? Or have you been in that more God-dependent zone? And which one do you want to be operating in? And if you're happy in that self-sufficient zone, then, you know, pat yourself on the back. You're exactly where you want to be. And yet, if you want to be God-dependent and hit that joy zone, what would be your next best step starting this afternoon or tomorrow morning when you wake up to get you on that path? What assumptions have you made about your own role in sharing your faith? Have you felt like you needed to get all those answers together, get all the objections ready, have them in your pocket ready to go, have a perfect testimony, know how to share a flawless gospel method. If all of those have been your thoughts, how likely are you to be out there sharing your faith after waiting to perfect all those things first? And what do you think the Holy Spirit is prompting you to think about or maybe do differently based on what you heard in this episode today? Wherever you are, I invite you to take your learning deeper on this topic by reading the blue cord. And if you have friends who need to hear this message too, lead them through a blue cord small group study. You can do it with just a couple friends, even online. You can learn more about that at thebluecord.org. I'll put those links in the show notes. And we have a big conference coming up. It's the 2023 Blue Cord Women's Conference in North Texas, September 29th, 30th. 2023. Put that on your calendar so that you can plan to join us and bring a carload of friends. Thanks for joining me today. Can't wait for you to hear next week's episode. Thanks for joining me. I'd love to know more about you and how this podcast is serving you. Make sure to sign up to get our weekly emails on the website at thebluecord.org. Then when you get an email from me, you can jot me back a note. If you're enjoying the Blue Cord podcast or the book, 
Would you post an online review so that others know what to expect? That would mean a lot. Thanks so much. Have a great week.